Doing a daily Bible devotional has been the best thing that I've done for myself. My time in the Old Testament only proves to me again and again and again that the heart of man is deceitfully wicked above all things. When I'm reading the New Testament, I read it within the context of when Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Everything in the New Testament is just an expansion of one of those two thoughts. Those are the two lenses through which I think with my mouth open as I read through the Old and New Testaments. Join me, won't you, for another adventure in Coffee, the Bible, and Page. Get your coffee and your Bible and join me, won't you? Greetings and salutations. Welcome to another episode of Coffee, the Bible, and Page. And I am Page, your caffeine-imbued host. Here's my caffeine. And together they said, in the beginning, coffee. And lo, it was very good. I'm camping on this story of David and Goliath for one more day. Um, Again, the purpose of devotionals for me has been to read the word think with my mouth open muse on it talk to myself about it and then pay attention to the thoughts that God brings up out of whatever it is I'm reading and I've read the story of David and Goliath so many times in the past but this time for some reason I am overwhelmed by the details of what I'm reading. And uh, I'm overwhelmed by my imaginative mind. See, I I think about music. I think about almost everything as if it was in a, a, uh, a video or a movie, right? I picture movie scenes, picture videos. Um, and when I'm reading the story of David, it's no different. Um, my imagination takes over. Now, Imagination is not a bad thing. Um, Personal experience is not a bad thing. And here's what I mean by that. The one thing that hasn't changed since Adam and Eve to now is man's nature. Man's nature has not changed. Uh, every, Every person on this planet has loved. Every person on this planet has uh fought every person on this planet has grieved every person on this planet planet has left we all share the same thing in, in human na- in our natures and so a lot of times a lot of these stories in the bible they don't provide a lot of those details but i believe i can draw on my experiences when i've had a similar experience and i can get a sense of what the characters in whatever story I'm reading are feeling as they're going through whatever it is they're going through because I've kind of gone through those things and I know what I felt like and we man hasn't changed, right? So when I see this story of David and Goliath, it stirred up a lot of memories. It stirred up in particular a a memory, and I'll get in more detail later, of when I was bullied in seventh grade and my response and 
I started thinking about how odd it was that this mild shepherd boy who played harp for Saul to calm Saul down when Saul was losing his mind, this gentle harp-playing shepherd boy erupts in a he erupts in an eruption of violence against this giant soldier, the champion of the Philistine army, Goliath. I'm going to read the story, then I'm going to share my thoughts, and I'm, I'm going to use my personal experience to see if I can put some sand between our toes, if you, as it were, to get a better sense of what happened in that battle. Um, it says here, you know, after Saul gives David the go-ahead to go fight, it says he took his staff. Let me get here. Let me pull up the scripture here. It says he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with the sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. So he's walking forward. He's walking towards Goliath. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with the shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. So he sees movement coming out of the ranks of Israel's army, which is David. So he starts moving towards, forward. And he saw David. He saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health, and, and he was handsome, and he despised him. And he said to David, Am I a dog? Do you come at me with sticks? Because David had his staff in his hand. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said. I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Now, in my mind's eye, I see David listening to Goliath. And I, it, in my mind's eye, I see a flip that gets switched. And this is what David says. You come against me with sword and spear and javelin? Huh. I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I will strike you down. I will cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. David is angry. Then what happens next? As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Didn't trot. Didn't walk. He ran directly at his enemy. And while he's running, he takes a stone out of his bag, puts it into a sling, and starts doing this, right? And he slings a stone. He slung it. He struck the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. Now, he wasn't dead because we're going to see something here in a minute. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine. Now, this is minutes into the confrontation. Goliath never had a chance to do anything. David ran over to Goliath and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from 
Goliath's sheath. And after he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. Now, again, here's why imagination comes in. David is in the heat of battle. He's in berserker mode. He shouted his defiance to Goliath, ran directly at his enemy. Something you wouldn't expect a boy to do against a giant of a man and a warrior like Goliath, but he ran directly at Goliath, knocked him down with the stone, and then stands over and pulls the sword out of Goliath's own sheath and kills him. Now, imagination takes over. I see him taking the sword and just jamming it down into Goliath's chest and killing him. Then I see him taking the sword and hacking the head off Goliath. I don't see it as a clean swipe. He was a boy. The sword was huge because Goliath was huge. And Goliath was an appara- apparently a very powerful warrior. So there'd be a lot of musculature and everything and neck, and it's very hard to cut a head off. So I see him hacking away at this Philistine while the Philistine army looked on in horror. Then I see him reaching down and grabbing Goliath's head and holding it up and shouting his defiance at the Philistines as the Israeli army came running out of the hills to attack and rout the Philistines. Now, what happened here was so amazing that it says Saul (laughs) turns to his commander of his army, Abner, and says, Abner, whose son is that young man? And when David returns, Abner brings him to Saul and says, whose son are you? Said Saul. He said, oh, I'm the son of your servant, Jesse of Bethlehem. And in my mind's eye, in my imagination, I'm seeing Saul staring at David. Could this be the gentle harpist that plays for me when the evil spirits attack? Could this be that gentle little shepherd boy who just brought bread to his brothers in my army? I think, honestly, what we saw here in David was what has captivated me. Because, see, David was known as a man after God's own heart. And the Holy Spirit came on David when he was uh, anointed by Samuel just previous to this event. And it says the Spirit came on David and stayed with him the rest of his life. Unlike Saul, where God removed his spirit from Saul because of Saul's incredible disobedience. David was under the control of God's Holy Spirit when he fought Goliath. And the display of violence that that he displayed, the amount of violence he had to inflict in this battle to conquer Goliath was enormous, was huge and was not pretty to watch. Jordan Peterson, he's a philosopher out of Canada. He has a bunch of quotes I'm going to share with you here in a second. Um, Here's some quotes of Jordan Peterson. He states, Martial artists are dangerous, but they don't have to be. Their presence radiates implicit potential for havoc. 
when you know somebody has the capability of ripping you limb from limb, they don't have to rip you limb from limb. If you know that they have the capability to flip that switch and let the monster out, that changes things. So they don't have to fight as much. He says, if you're harmless, you're not virtuous. Per Peterson said, if you're a monster, but don't act monstrous, monstrously, then you're virtuous. You have the capability of flipping the switch and letting the monster out. The hero has to be a monster, but he is a controlled monster. Everyone should make themselves competent and dangerous. Life is difficult, and you're not prepared for it unless you have the capacity to be dangerous. Then he goes on and says something really interesting here. The meek shall inherit the world. He said, those who have swords and know how to use them, but keep them sheathed, shall inherit the world. You know, it's... When, when it comes to persecution, being persecuted for your faith, we're given very explicit instructions to turn the other cheek uh, and not respond with violence. Yet, when Jesus was going home and he was sending his disciples, going to be sending his disciples out and he knew that they were going going on the road after Jesus was gone back to heaven he said take a sword with you why why would he tell his people to take a sword because they would meet bandits on the road they would meet murderers they would meet people out to do them harm not for their faith but just for the sake of doing harm and there when that happens you got to let the monster out that's my take on it. That's where my thoughts have been going with all this stuff. And I keep thinking about David. How he was a man of, after God's own heart, and yet the, for lack of a better word, purity of violence that he unleashed on Goliath. He didn't un, he didn't beat Goliath by being smart necessarily or or by being sharper or or quicker or I, I suppose that all played into it. He flipped a switch and let the monster out. Goliath was totally unprepared for what a crazy kid could do with a stone and a sling. <clears throat> when I was in seventh grade, I was bullied. And uh I was afraid to fight. Um, I wasn't controlled at all. I was afraid to fight. But this kid, something happened. And this kid did something and a switch flipped in me. And we, we fought. And it wasn't much of a fight. This kid threw a kick at me. I caught his leg, yanked his feet out from under him. And next thing I knew, they were pulling me off of him. I don't remember exactly what happened, but they were pulling me off him while I was slamming his head against the side of a sidewalk. I could have killed him. And uh, years later, my brother and I were traveling back home with mom and dad's ashes. They'd passed away, and we'd promised them that we would scatter their ashes in a, in a place that was sacred and special to us. And we were talking, and I mentioned to him, I said, you know, I was always envious of you and our older brother. He said, why? I said, because you guys could fight. I never could fight. I was scared to fight. I, I, I just envied your ability 
to be able to handle yourself and things like that. And he looked at me and says, you don't know, do you? I said, know what? He said, do you remember that fight in seventh grade? The one I just told you about. I said, yeah. What do you remember? I said, I don't remember much. I remember starting and I remember them pulling me off him. And he said, yeah, you went crazy. He said, Paige, when other kids would get in a fight with me or with Paul, they knew that what they were getting into. They knew we could fight. We were a known quantity. They knew our skills, levels, and abilities, and they knew what they were getting. But he said, the reason you didn't have that many fights is because nobody knew what they were getting with you. People don't know what to, people know what to do with me and Paul. They don't know what to do with crazy. You would go crazy. You're not a skilled fighter, but you would go nuts. People don't know how to handle nuts. That's a clo- the only time in my life that I've, quote unquote, let the monster out. But it kind of lines up with what Jordan Peterson has been saying. The fact that I went crazy that one time, from that moment on, it carried, I, and I didn't realize at the time, but the reputation carried with, my reputation carried with it, the implicit potential for crazy. And that probably headed off a lot of uh, struggles and, and fights for me that I wasn't even aware of. So I'm thinking again about David. Now he's, he's a man after God's own heart. He's got God's spirit on him, and yet he unleashed a level of violence on Samson, uh, on uh, Goliath, that was immense, that was incredible. What does that mean for us? Well, for me, and this is where my thoughts are going, and I'm open to suggestion and open for a correction. But if you're going to harm me because of my testimony, because of my faith, I'm not going to respond. I'm just not going to. But if you are going to break into my house to harm my wife, to harm my dog, to harm myself, if you are going to attempt to harm my children or grandchildren, I'm going to let the monster out. I'm going to do what I have to do to defend myself, my family, my dog. Um, And I don't see that as a problem between me and God. Jesus told his disciples to take a sword when they would when they would go out on the road after he left them because they would need to defend themselves against brigands, against robbers, against evil men that would do them harm. So I'm totally I'm coming online with what Jordan Peterson says that we should be dangerous. But it should be a controlled thing. There should be an implied potential for violence if you come after me, if you try to hurt me. Um, My older brother, Paul, like I said, he could fight. Um, He was a a kind man. He, He was a good guy. He was a great friend. He would bend over backwards to help you. He would, he, he, he just, it was an all around incredible guy. But if you threatened him or his family, I've seen it happen. 
a switch would flip and his eyes would change. That's the only way I can explain it. His eyes would change. And he'd stare down the guy that was threatening him. And you knew it was time to leave the room because Paul's about to let the monster out. The monster wasn't out all the time. I only saw it come out a couple times with him. But it was awe-inspiring in some in a, in a very strange way. I, Paul was a dangerous man. But he didn't walk around hurting people. But if you hurt his, the monster could come out. I see that happening with David. Later on, God just to tell David, you can't build a temple because you're a man of violence. You're a man of blood. And yet he was still a man after God's own heart. So there has to be room for this thought of implied violence. I'm not talking about being a bully. I'm not talking about reacting to people who disagree with us or or who uh, persecute us for our faith. I'm not talking about responding that way to those people. But if you break into my house and you threaten my wife, I'm going to let the monster out. Now, far be it from me to hold up Al Capone as a, uh, a model of virtuous living. But he had a quote which falls in line with this and which I kind of agree with. He said, I'm a kind person. <laughs> agree or not. I'm a kind person. I'm kind to everyone. But if you're unkind to me, then kindness is not what you will remember me for. That's kind of what we're talking about here. All these thoughts came up in me reading about the battle between David and Goliath. The moment when David let the monster out and absolutely destroyed Goliath. And folks, again, remember, this wasn't a protracted battle. It wasn't even for a little bit and then and then David managed to overcome him. No, it was over minutes. He went running towards him, slung a stone, hit him in the forehead, knocked him down, took out his sword, killed him, and then hacked his head off. And this was so violent, so incredible. This like, and Saul's going, who's this young man? And, and I just, this is where my mind went over this whole battle of David and Goliath. So I don't know what your thoughts are on this. But I think it would bear for us to have more discussions on stuff like this. I think Jordan Peterson is pretty much on the money in some of these statements he makes. He says... If you're a monster, but don't act monstrously, then you're virtuous. The hero has to be a monster, but a controlled monster. The monster only comes out when he needs to. Now, maybe that's a too ugly a word to use about what I'm talking about. But I can't get away from the fact that I think it's true. And on this battlefield this day, David let the monster out. This huge Goliath was no match for this God-fearing teenager 
who went into full-on berserker mode. I think it's okay for me to be dangerous. It needs to be controlled. It needs to only be let out when it needs to be let out. I think that when it comes to when we're persecuted for our faith, that's not the time. But if you break into my house, if you threaten physical violence to me, my wife, my children, my grandchildren, my dog, my kid's dog, I will think, I think I will let the monster out. But I'm open to your suggestions. I'm open to your thoughts, open to your responses to this. Um, we will get back on this, to the next chapter, 1 Samuel, tomorrow. But I had just, just had to get this off my chest because I've been thinking about this ever since I've read the story of David and Goliath again. All right, this is Paige. Here's my coffee. Folks, I'm out of here. Have a great day. Bye-bye. So, what did you think about today's Bible devotional? Email me and let me know your thoughts at ffog at me.com.